The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemond Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lemond Williams. Sports America, welcome back to another show of Outside the Huddle with Lemond Williams. I've been off for a couple of weeks, and I'm happy to be back. And a lot of sports has been going on throughout the country, throughout the world, as well as in the city of Houston, state of Texas. So let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Uh, if you want to call into the show, you can. The, call, the contact number to the show is one eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Again, if you want to call into the show uh, throughout this hour, you can. The call-in number is one eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Now we got that out the way. I want to kind of just dive right into some of the hot topics of this week, and there's a lot been buzzing in the city of Houston, starting with the head coach, Gary Kubiak. If you didn't know, Gary Kubiak, the head coach for the Houston Texans, suffered a semi, not really a heart attack, but they were saying it was kind of on the end of a, mainly a, like a stroke type of <clears throat> situation where he was rushed to the hospital at halftime of the Texans versus the Colts game on Sunday Night Football. We have some great news that he has been released from the hospital and he's planning on recovering uh, back to full strength, and he's at home now. However, he will not uh, return to the field as a coach this Sunday against Arizona. Uh, Wade Phillips will replace him as the head coach. So I actually was there at the game covering the game for the Houston Texans for the network as well, Voice America Sports. And, uh, you know, kind of sum it up, in a nutshell, it was very shocking to see it take place. I actually sit my press seat for the Network Voice America is actually on that side of the field where the players go into the locker room from the Texan side. And at first we didn't know. We didn't know who it was. I knew somebody was down but didn't know it was the head coach. And as uh, the you know, Coach Kubiak laid on the field, it became more apparent that it was the head coach because we couldn't find him. from Well, we didn't see him from sitting up there in the press box. So uh, it was definitely a scary moment. Uh, kind of sucked all the energy out of the Reliance Stadium out of the first half due to the outstanding performance by the Houston Texans uh, offense. It was able to produce a lot of scores and brought a lot of energy coming up there by week. Much needed energy at that, and it was just exciting to see that from the Houston Texans. They kind of just took a turn for the worse so, as far as an energy level standpoint, and from there, uh, they end up losing the game to the Indianapolis Colts. But 
I want to just kind of give you guys an update on Gary Kubiak. He's been released from the hospital. He's at home now. Unfortunately, he will not be able to coach this Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals on the road. All right, with that being said, let's go ahead and dive into or kind of reflect and recap the Texans versus the Colts game on Sunday. And like I stated, the Houston Texans, they came out on fire. I mean, everything you can imagine offensively they was able to do. Uh, again, they're a team that likes to have a balanced attack, mainly from a passing standpoint. And their issues this far this season, or thus far this season, is the quarterback position. Not having consistency at the quarterback position has hurt the Houston Texans throughout uh, week nine going into week ten. Now, uh, they replaced their starting quarterback, Matt Schaub. He had got injured, but then he came back from the injury and he was replaced by undrafted free agent and third-round quarterback, Case Keenum. Now, Case Keenum, he's a local product. Uh, for everyone listening to the show, I uh, know we're worldwide, but uh, he's a local product out of Houston. Went, went to the Cougars, set all kinds of records a couple years ago for the Houston Cougars. Uh, didn't get drafted, and he was able to sign as an undrafted free agent. Worked on the Gary Kubiak the last couple of seasons, developed his, his, his skill set, and this past preseason, he had the, it was a buzz created between the quarterback battle between T.J. Yates and Case Keenum. Case Keenum is more of a, a mobile quarterback, uh, more of the type of quarterback you see nowadays in the NFL. Uh, you have guys that can be able to extend the play with their legs, to be able to free up the receivers and take advantage of the secondary. So Case Keenum is that type of player, and he was explosive in the first half, <clears throat> especially in the first quarter. Outstanding job there, finding Andre Johnson. Andre, I want to say, had in the first half, I know he had in the first quarter, uh, two touchdowns, but he had over 170 yards, uh, probably on seven receptions. Outstanding job there by Andre uh, to be able to free himself up and have that relationship and continuity with Case Keenum uh, throughout the quarter or throughout the first half. Now, the second half was a totally different game. The Texans, to me, I feel like, and this is my personal opinion, but I feel like any time uh, they get a lead, they come very conservative. Now, rightfully so, they didn't have their head coach which had an aggressive game plan in the second half due to his illness uh, or the situation that took place right during halftime. So offensively, they only produced three points. However, they gave Indianapolis Colts a strong team with Andrew Luck as a quarterback and their defense the opportunity to find a way to make adjustments and get back into the game. Uh, T.J. Hilton, T.Y. Hilton, excuse me, for the Indianapolis Colts did an outstanding job in the secondary, especially in the red zone. He was able to free himself up and find ways to get into the end zone. He had three touchdowns for 121 yards against the Houston Texans, mainly in the second half. I thought the coach defensively did a better job of containing uh, Case Keenum, keeping him within the pocket early in the first half. They allowed him to extend himself outside of the pocket to be able to free up some free time to be able to allow his receivers to to get open on a second look and Allah, he was able to, or voila, he was able to find Andre Johnson down the field for the touchdown a couple of times. Uh, Andrew Luck, you know, here's a guy, second-year guy out of Stanford. Big guy, 6'3", 220, but he's, he's the guy that was sacked a lot in the first half, a lot of pressure. He seemed rattled to me, but it was a totally different quarterback in the second half. He seemed more calm. He seemed more relaxed. And he showed the, he showed the poise that you need to see out of your quarterback on the road in a divisional game in a hostile environment. Primetime game at that, it was on Sunday night football. 
Uh, Andrew Luck got it through for 271, 18 for 40. The numbers wasn't as great as far as uh, completions attempts, uh, completions and in the, in the attempts, but however, he fought his way through the tough times was able to get the victory. That's the most important part uh, for, for a team like Indianapolis that made the playoffs last year under Andrew Luck, his rookie season. Now, going into the second season, they're trying to take the the crown back from the Houston Texans that won the division, AFC South division, the last two seasons. So they're all to a great job of doing that by stealing that home game or that road game on the road against the Texans on Sunday night. Had a chance to go into the locker room and do some post-game interviews, and I ran into a good buddy of mine, former teammate, uh, Antoine Bethea. He's the starting safety for the Indianapolis Colts. I had a chance to interview him right after the game, and I'm going to get Matt to play that soundbite for me right now. Here with Antoine Bethea, and Bethea, you guys fought hard all game, was able to pull it out late in the game. Talk about this performance on the road against the Texans. Man, uh, you know, it was, it was a tough win. Um, they came, Offensively, they came out strong in, um, in the first half. Andre, um, Andre making plays. But, um, you know, we was able to, you know, just, 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 just stick together. Uh, we knew it was going to be from the first play to the last play. We had to fight 60 minutes. Um, we was able to do that, man. The offense, they stepped up, made some big plays. And um, it was a, most definitely a team win. What were some of the adjustments that you guys made from the first half to the second half? You talked about Andre with those big plays, but you guys tightened up second half defensively. Yeah, we just knew um, the run game, man. We was doing good on the run game. We just um, on the back end, man. We just had to, you know, uh, hone in on what we needed to do. You know, read our keys, keep our eye on our luggage, man. And uh, we was able to do that. And, um, you know, also get off the field on third down. Um, that, that's always big. And, um, and winning big games, getting off the field on third down, getting the office back on the field. So, um, you know, just a great job, you know, the whole team coming out, coming out in the second half. It seems like you guys was able to adjust against uh, the quarterback, Case Keenum. It seemed like he was able to kind of roll out, extend plays on the outside edge, but you guys was able to adjust that, slow him down, and keep him in the pocket. Yeah, you know, um, you know, it, it always goes hand in hand. You know, um, he's a he's a good young, good young quarterback. He can make all the throws, very mobile. And um, you know, when 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 he get out the uh, get out the pocket yeah. as DBs, you know, we got to plaster those receivers. Um, you know, he, he he's able to pull long plays, but. Um, I can't, I can't say enough how much in the second half how we came out as a team and um, we, we, we played well. Here with Indianapolis Coast safety Antoine Bethea. And Bethea, offensively, you guys got T.J. T.Y. Hilton. He was able to produce three touchdowns, big, huge performance in the second half for you guys. Yeah, man. Um, T.Y., man, he stepped up huge for us, man. Um, just, he just continued to have a great year. And, then, and you know, with, we, with Weeds down, um, you know, we needed somebody to step up. And, um, and he did it. You know, he, he stepped in. Um, Kobe Flynn made some um, a, a huge uh, two-point conversion, huge catch, 12. Oh, he's doing what he does. And, um, you know, as again, man, you know, uh, a great performance by offense. Lastly here, what does it say for your team, you know, for you to come on the road in, you know, a divisional game, for you to take this victory from the Houston Texans late in the second half, what does it say about your team going forward? Man, look, we got a strong team. Yeah. Strong team. Um, We're going to fight. We're going to battle until it says 0-0 on that clock. And um, it's just a, it's, a, it's, it's another win, um, and we just got to continue to stack them on top of each other. Again, this is Indianapolis coach safety Antoine Bethea. Yeah, that was Antoine Bethea. I had a chance to interview him, a good friend of mine, former teammate from Howard, now the starting safety from the Indianapolis Colts. Looks like we're approaching the first break here of uh, the show. So I want to share my thoughts and I heard uh, of the interview as well as I heard that my buddy and co-host of the show, uh, George, better known as G-Man, is on hold as well. So we'll bring him in. 
uh, in the second segment. So, Matt, let's go ahead and take a break, pay some bills, and when we come back, we'll talk more about the NFL as well as the Houston Texans. Next on Outside the Huddle, we'll leave Mont Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you're looking for a show that takes you through the process of becoming a successful college athlete, you'll want to tune in to Get It Done Sports Radio with host Karif Bird. You'll find out about the how-tos of getting to the next level and the do's and don'ts when preparing for college athletics. It's a complete inside look at what's turning out the next generation of players. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle. With Leemont Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Had a great first segment, kind of recapping the Houston Texans versus the Indianapolis Colts Saturday night football game. I also addressed the whole Gary Kubiak situation and how he was released from the hospital and now he's home and unfortunately he's not able to coach the Houston Texans on Sunday versus the Indianapolis, excuse me, versus the Arizona Cardinals. Now, George just got out of class a little early and it's time for me to bring him into the show. So George, welcome to the show Outside the Huddle. Hey, Lemon, how's it going? How's it going, Voice America? It's been a while. I'm glad to be back on here. Yeah, we kind of took a little break there. Not really a break that we wanted to. I've just been busy with other sports-related stuff here in the last month. But glad to be back on the network. And, George, let's go ahead and just get your thoughts. You was at the game, the Texans, Colts game, Sunday night. Let's go ahead and give me your thoughts on the whole Gary Kubiak situation. You was on the field. It was actually a somber type of moment in the in the in Reliant Stadium. It's it's crazy because 
I was standing on the sidelines, and then I I break at halftime with the players. So I go in the back when they go in the back. So I'm going to the back, and then uh, my supervisor takes off running back out to the field, and I go out there, and I see Gary's laying on the ground, and I'm like, what what happened? And, uh, you know, I come to find out he had a little mini stroke. It's, it's very unfortunate because, you know, being being a part of that atmosphere, being a part of game day, you know it's it's always an exciting experience, and when something like that happens, it's it's it kind of takes you back and it makes you really think about you know what's important in life and i hope gary recovers from this and you know nothing major happens from it you know these minor strokes can develop into something very major if you don't take a hold of it and and really control it so i wish gary the best and i hope that he can recover from this and and he takes a lesson from it not to let all this stuff stress him out and you know uh he, he comes back better than ever yeah it's, we all send our prayers out to him and and hope for a speedy recovery. And it just shows you, <clears throat> first you have John Fox that has this situation from uh, Denver and having his heart issues. And, and that was reported early Sunday, or really was for Sunday, Saturday evening, late evening. And we got more information on Sunday. And he's no longer coaching as of right now with Jack Del Rio filling in as an interim coach. So you have, you know, Coach Kubiak with his situation on Sunday night. So it just shows you the stress level. It's a lot of stress, man, a lot of pressure uh, to win uh, each and every week in the NFL. And it takes a toll on your body. It takes a toll on you mentally, physically, and on your health uh, as a coach, uh, especially a head coach, being in that situation each and every week. Yeah, and you look at the determination that these guys have, and they want to be out there with their team day in and day out. And you look at Chuck Pagano last year, he tried to postpone his chemotherapy so that he could stay with the team. And, you know, they, they told him, you got to have this because otherwise, you know, you could die. So he had to be away from his team. And then you look at John Fox, he's having to be away from his team now with the heart surgery. He didn't want to, he wanted to postpone that surgery. So these guys are very dedicated to their job and they love what they do. But at the same time, it takes a toll on your body and you have to really learn how to manage the two. So hopefully this, this, sheds light on a situation that, that a lot of people have been knowing for a while, which is all these hours that these coaches are working, it takes a toll on their bodies, and they really need to step back and look at what's important, and I, I hope that uh, this sheds some light on that. Yeah, me too. I hope it kind of puts some light and, and put things in perspective that it's only a game, and you know, it's nothing that's more important in life, so uh, again, we wish Gary Kubiak a speedy recovery, and he will be back if his body allows him to be, because he's a competitor. I've been around him long enough the last five to six years, I know he's a competitor. He loves to compete. So we wish him all the best. But, George, it was a game, though. It was a game before, and it was two different type of games. One game in the first half, one in the second half. Let's start in the first half of the Texans versus the Colts. Give me your opinion and thoughts on how you thought the Texans came out against the visiting Indianapolis Colts. I think they came out on fire, and, and the little spark plug named Case Keenum comes out each week, and he puts he puts the Texans on the map and really makes them look like they're going to be able to defeat some of these teams. And it's it's kind of the Texans' demo this year. They've been a team that really only plays one half of football. I guess if if the uh, NFL was thirty minute games, the Texans would be undefeated. But uh, it, it's it's crazy to see they come out with in one half and they'll they'll play their butts off, and in the next half they. It kind of that spark's gone. So I hope they can get that under control and, and really hone this, this moment and this opportunity that they have with Case Keenan because he's coming out and, and he's, he's, really, uh, he's really showing his skills and he's showing why 
he feels he deserves a starting spot. I think that you look at a guy who was able to go out against an Indianapolis Colts defense that's not not one of the best in the league, but definitely not one of the worst. And he really uh, he, he took advantage of his opportunities. Something that the Texans have not seen in a while is the deep ball and Andre Johnson actually getting to catch the ball in stride. And that's something that I enjoyed seeing just because Andre Johnson's a very gifted athlete. And I think that his his talent has been kind of digressed a bit because of Matt Schaub. I think that, you know, uh, there was a quote that came out earlier this week. I think it was Mike Meltzer from uh, the, the local radio station said that uh, that uh, Andre Johnson's finally recovered from Matt Schaub's list Frank injury. And I think that that's <laughs> definitely a true quote because – uh, Case Keenum really has shown that Andre Johnson's nowhere near the end of his career. I think he still has a good two years, three years left in him, and I think that uh, that, that Case Keenum is going to get all out of Andre Johnson that he can. I, I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, me too. And uh, second half, you know, the Texas defense kind of allowed the Indianapolis Colts back into the game, and like we had offensively without Gary Kubiak, the Texans became very conservative, only producing three points. Uh, in the second half, losing the game. I want to get your thoughts on the kicker. I mean, the kicker uh, for the Houston Texans, again, he's been playing inconsistent uh, inconsistent for the Texans throughout the season. I'm talking about Bullock. So give me your thoughts on the Texans kicker, Randy Bullock, and, and what they should do with him moving forward. I think that Randy Bullock should get just exactly what everyone else would get at their particular job if they weren't performing. If I'm not performing at my job, I'm not doing the duties that I'm called to do. I'm getting the pink slip. I'm getting fired. I'm I'm not going to be there anymore. And I think that after this consistency of not being able to perform, Randy Bullock's had his chances. He's had his shots. And I think that it's time for the Texans to part ways. You look at a guy who was a fifth-round draft pick, and uh, normally your fifth-round draft picks don't pan out. So it's not like it's a bad look for the Texans. It's not a first-round guy that didn't pan out. It's a guy who really was not expected to pan out, I guess, because people who are drafted in the fifth round normally are not expected to pan out. It's very rare that you get somebody who's a diamond in the rough. And I think that Randy Bullock's just seen his, his – I mean, uh, Ryan Bullock has seen the end of his career as a Texan. I think that he's lucky he's still on the roster this week. But I think once Gary gets back and he really looks at the situation, he's got he's to gotta look at it as, do I want to win now or do I want to show these guys in the locker room that uh, that this is unacceptable, or am I going to continue to allow somebody who's not performing to uh, to be sort of a radiation to our team? Yeah, is you know Randy's you know he has a lot of pressure on him, no doubt about that. He's putting the bullseye definitely on his back, and uh, unfortunately, he did not get cut this week. Well, he's fortunate that he did not get cut. Excuse me, and the Texans did not sign a kicker as they tried out some kickers this week as well. Uh, you know, you know. Just talk about the opposite team real quick. Uh, we have a couple of minutes for our next turnover. I mean, for our next commercial break, and you know, think about the Colts for a sec. For uh, for a second, they come into Texas. They come into Reliance Stadium, hostile environment. Texans coming off a bye week. Did you were Did you expect them to? Give me your thoughts on it. Did you expect them to be able to come back and fight through like they did, or did you thought that? You know, they're a team that once you hit them, they'll fold. Well, you have to look at the body of work for the Indianapolis Colts. And since Andrew Luck has been there, he's had 10 come-from-behind victories. So that's his M.O. 
he goes in that locker room during halftime and he's not BS and he's not sitting around. He's not pouting about how they're behind. He's thinking, okay, how am I going to diagnose this defense? How am I going to make sure that when I come out this second half, the same thing doesn't happen? And I think that's what you saw um, on Sunday night. Uh, you saw uh, the Andrew Luck that's the vintage Andrew Luck, the guy who comes out, diagnoses the defense, and gets it taken care of. Ten games he's done that, um, and, and I think he'll continue to do that in his career. He's a great quarterback, and he's definitely going to be a, a future a, a future great in this league, and if not, maybe a future Hall of Famer. But I definitely think that Andrew Luck is one of those those obsolete quarterbacks and one of those guys that you really want on your team because, like I said, he's going to diagnose that defense at halftime, and he's going to come out and firing on all cylinders. So I think that's what the Texans saw uh, on Sunday night. Yeah, he's he's uh, the guy for them. I mean, he's definitely a blue-collar type of worker uh, as a quarterback, and he's not as uh, fancy as, as some of the other quarterbacks, but he's sufficient and he gets it done. What I like about Andrew is he doesn't seem like, you know, everything seems – he comes off with the impression like it's not a big deal. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I get it done, but it's not a big deal. It's not like it's the end of the world. I mean, when he was sacked often in the first half – he never got up like, oh, man, sense of urgency. He was pissed off. It's like, let's just keep playing. We'll keep fighting through it. And you can tell and you can see that with him, uh, especially Sunday night against the Texans uh, when he got down early in that first half, but they was able to fight back in the second half. So heads off to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, real quick, before we go to a break, um, George, what's, what's up now? What, what do we expect from the Texans now? I mean, they have Wade Phillips filling in now as head coach, interim head coach. Uh, no Arian Foster as of right now. He has a back injury. You have Ben Tate, he's banged up with ribs, rib injury. Uh, defensively, they're missing Brian Cushion. Uh, what do we see or what do we sh- what should we expect from the Texans going into Week 10? I think you'll still see him come out firing because I think Case Keenum is really fighting for that starting position. I don't think that the Texans are fully sold on him quite yet. So Case Keenum is really going to have to come out and fight for that job and say, you know what, I'm the guy for the future. So he's going to have to convince the Texans in these next games that they don't need to draft a quarterback because they already have their quarterback. So I think that that's what you're going to start seeing. You're going to start seeing the players rallying around uh, Case Keenum and really getting a, a good feel for what they have here in Houston. And if uh, if they're able to, to see that Case Keenum is the guy for the future, I think that you see them uh, uh, looking for somebody to to sure up some special teams play because I think that that's something that the Texans really have lacked. Yeah, how concerned should the Texans be about going on the road playing against Arizona and you know Larry Fitzgerald with that secondary giving up big plays against T. Y. Hilton? I think they definitely have to be concerned. Larry Fitzgerald is a way better receiver than T. Y. Hilton. I think that. Uh, you look at the the stature and, and, and his longevity in the in the NFL. Larry Fitzgerald's a beast, and uh, if if the Texans couldn't contain T.Y. Hilton, I I really don't want to see what they do against Larry Fitzgerald. So they need to shore up that defense, and I know Wade's going to have a lot on his plate this week, having to coach the team not only defensively but offensively as well, because we know Gary Kubiak was pretty much the head honcho when it comes to offense. So uh, Wade's going to have a lot on his plate, but he's got to step up, and that's what they pay him to do. Um, to step up in the big time when when they need him to do it the most. And uh, I think that that's what you're going to see. But it's definitely going to be a hard-fought contest. I don't expect it to be a blowout by any means. But uh, 
both teams are going to come out firing on all cylinders because they both feel like they're better than their records indicate. Yeah, I, I normally don't say this, but when I do, I, I'm always, I seem like I'm always right. It's like a must game. It's a must game win. Texas, it's a must game for the Texans. It's a must win. They need to stop this losing streak and be a great way to kind of get the morale, get the confidence back up offensively, defensively, and as an organization. They've been losing on the like, six game losing skit right now. They've got to find a way to fight back through it. The coach is out, and it's a must-win against Arizona on the road. It'd be a good quality win for the Texans. Definitely, definitely. All right, George, I think that's the music they're playing in the backdrop, so it's time for us to take a break. And when we come back, I got to go and get your opinion on this Richie Incognito uh, situation down in Miami, as well as we'll recap on some other games throughout the NFL. Next on Outside the Huddle with Levon Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. flagship station for sports voice america sports looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping want to play the ponies join us every week for winning ponies with john Engelhart, racing's regular guy where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys trainers agents and handicappers in the world of horse racing this show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle. with Lemont Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Still joining me on the show is George, better known as G-Man. 
And we're back to be back on the network. We've been off for a month uh, due to some other stuff we had going on, but we're happy to be back. And, George, we kind of broke down and went through and tackled and let go and put our hands around that whole Texans versus the Indianapolis Colts Sunday night football game. And we want to kind of move away from that and go into other things around the NFL. And we can't start talking about games yet until we address this Richie Incognito situation. So now Richie Incognito made a statement. Well, he was caught going to his car by some reporters, and he said he's going to weather the storm as everything plays out about this whole bully and the situation with his teammate Martin. And before I give you my opinion, George, go and give me your thoughts on this whole situation with Richie Incognito. I guess I just want to start out by saying that you you can never judge a book by its cover, I think. I think that you have to really look at it from all angles, and there's an old saying that says there's two sides to every story, so I think you really need to listen to both sides before you make your complete judgment. I think that uh, Richie Incognito, the, the player, and Richie Incognito, the person, may be two totally different people. Um, I know that he's he's glorified himself as one of the second dirtiest players in the league, and He's, you know, he's taken on that title with pride. And I think that, that that speaks to his game on the field. I think that you have to look outside of that when you're looking at a situation like this and really separate the two. But at the end of the day, I think that there's a line that has to be drawn in the sand. And I think that when you're infringing upon another man's uh, rights to feel safe at work, or his ability to come to work with a confident mind and knowing that he's going to be safe and that he's, he doesn't have to worry about any bashing going on by you. I think that that's where you have to draw the line. And I think that that's where Richie overstepped his boundaries. Now, whether this is a mutual thing or not, n- nobody knows because that's the only thing that, that Richie and, 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 and Jonathan can, can determine. But what I can say is that if Jonathan felt in any way, shape, or form that he was being harassed or that he was being bullied, then that's that's your answer right there. It can't happen because you're first and foremost teammates, which means you're a brotherhood. And you know this being from being in the locker room in Lamont that that that's uh, that's supposed to be a brotherly thing. You guys are a family. You're one unit, and and especially the offensive line. When you look at it, that's the biggest unit on the team because they have to be able to work all together and uh, accomplish that one goal, which is keeping the quarterback up and uh, keeping the running back moving forward. So I think that at the end of the day, we have to step back and look at both sides of the story. But if, if, if Jonathan Martin in any way, shape, or form felt that he was being harassed, I think that Richie definitely owes him an apology and that, that this needs to be uh, looked at a little bit further. Yeah, I just – yeah. You can go any direction with this story here. Uh, but I'm going to ask you this. For Jonathan Martin, uh, a lot has been said that he's part, part, of the pro- part, of the pro- part of the problem as well outside of just incognito. Incognito, now we know he's been known to get into issues and altercations, especially with Antonio Smith here in Houston where he took off his helmet and swung at him. Mm-hmm. But Jonathan Martin, I mean, do you feel like is there any blame or any reason why uh, he shouldn't be uh, looked at and as a problem as well in the situation, or you think he's just just the victim? I think the only way that Jonathan Martin can be looked at as a problem in the situation is if he didn't address this with Richie himself. I think that uh, any man, be it you know bigger, smaller, whatever you are. 
uh, if, if you feel like you're being harassed or you feel like you're being um, tormented by someone else, you, you simply tell him, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable with you talking to me like that. Uh, could you please respect me? And if he did go to him and, and say this, then I definitely think that Richie's the only one to blame. But if not, Jonathan's a grown man. He has to take it upon himself to come come up to Richie and say, you know what, this is this is unacceptable. And, and if he if he does, he's not man enough to do that. Um, I don't think that he should make this big ordeal about it because he hasn't stood up for himself yet, let alone to have the public stand up for him. So I think that at the end of the day, you have to you have to look at like I said, both sides of the story. And hopefully, Jonathan was able to come to Richie and say, you know what. Um, I did feel harassed by you. Hopefully we can move past this and, and, and really look for what's the best for this franchise and moving forward. And that's for me and you to get along and for the whole offensive line to be able to work as a unit. Yeah, so I was going to ask you how you think this is going to play out. You think they can just get along or you think the uh, Miami Dolphins just really cut ties with Incognito and just going to move forward without him? Well, they, they are def- definitely going to move forward without because he's suspended. But do you feel like it's um, – this is a situation that the Dolphins feel like it's not their problem anymore. It's a weird situation because you look at Incognito and he's not a bad lineman. On the field, he's a very productive lineman and he, he does what he's supposed to do. So when you have a player of his caliber, or a player that's doing as well as he is for your team, it's a catch-22. You think, oh, well, should I, should I cut him and, and cut ties with him to look good in the public's eye or should I continue to have him on my team because – He's one of the best linemen that we have. Um, the Miami Dolphins let, cut ties with uh, Jake Long this past offseason, and uh, they they definitely need someone to anchor that line, and, and, and Incognito's been that guy. So I think that they, they have to try to mend this before they totally cut ties, but I definitely think that the, uh, the start comes from Jonathan and Richie. They have to be able to agree to disagree or to agree that they won't, continue this type of relationship with each other yeah well good stuff there man i want to get your thoughts on it kind of hear your thoughts you know it's going to play itself out i mean at this point we don't have all the facts but in in due time it'll play itself out just an unfortunate situation that had i mean that took place and it's out to the masses and um we'll see we'll see how it plays out and we definitely continue to discuss it on the show uh, when it comes back out, when we get more information. But uh, let's talk about some games that surround the NFL and talk about the Green Bay Packers. Well, not, no, we're not going to go to Packers right now. Let's go stand Texas. Let's go Dallas. Talk about the Cowboys. They played the Vikings this past weekend. And for the most part, man, this is, it started off slow. This game really started off slow. I actually watched a lot of games because the Texans played Sunday night. So it started off pretty slow. But it picked up in the second half, and uh, the Cowboys ended up winning the game. But uh, give me your thoughts. What what do you think went wrong for Minnesota in this game? I just think that Minnesota is a team that's in flux right now because they really don't know who their guy is at quarterback. Um, I think that they're, they're they have an identity crisis almost. You know, you have one of the best running backs in the league in Adrian Peterson, if not the best. And and you can't you can't move the ball as well as you'd like to. Um, and people are going to continue to load up the box on on Adrian Peterson um, as long as the Minnesota Vikings don't have a threat going downfield. So I think that the Vikings are a team that that definitely need to find their identity and find it fast because 
at this point, you're wasting a guy's talent in Adrian Peterson. He's he's going to be one of the best running backs to play the game, and he's he's definitely setting benchmarks that that other running backs in the league aren't even getting close to. So, I think that that speaks to the ability of the the Vikings to move the ball down the field with their quarterback versus just their running back. And I think that they can't rely on Adrian Peterson because you look at a situation like what Houston has where Arian Foster carried the ball over 400 times last season, and now look at him. He hasn't been healthy uh, for the for the most part of this season. So you have to look at uh, the workload you're putting on a guy, and hopefully the Vikings can, can shape it up and, and get themselves a, a top-tier quarterback. And I think that that's the way the league is going nowadays. And uh, as far as Dallas goes, I think that they just need to continue to get the ball to Des Bryant. I know that's kind of controversial because Des Bryant is one of those guys that seems to always be in the news in negative light. But he's a great football player, and uh, he reminds me of, of Michael Irvin in the way that he addresses the team on the sideline and the antics that ha- that happen. But yeah. you know, uh, Des Bryant's one of those guys that uh, that you definitely want on your team if you're looking for big plays down the field and big catches at big times. So. I think the Dallas Cowboys uh, they they need to continue to move the ball with him and and, and do what they do because they're they're definitely uh, they're definitely on the the verge of of, of something great here. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out, man. Hopefully the Cowboys can pick it up pick up the ball where the Texans is definitely dropped here in in the first what ten weeks of the NFL season. So we'll see how that plays out here. Let's see how much time we got. Uh, about have a few more minutes. Let's go and uh, you know what? Well, let's, let's let's break, Matt. Let's go and break, and when we come back, we'll we'll have enough time to kind of break down some of the games going into Week Ten. We got a good game on Thursday night: the Redskins and the Vikings. We just talked about the Vikings, so get a chance to elaborate a little bit more on the Redskins. So, Matt, let's go and break, and when we come back, we'll wrap up the show with our weekly predictions of Week Ten of the NFL. Next on Outside the Huddle. We'll leave Mark Williams on the Voice of America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the 
shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle. Lemont Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. George is still on there with me. You still with me, George? Yes, sir. All right, George, let's go ahead and wrap up the show, man, and break down week 10 of the NFL, starting with the Thursday night game, the Washington Redskins and the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, okay, the Vikings lost against the Cowboys, but will play their rival, the Washington Redskins. How do you think this will play out for the Washington Redskins? I think the Washington Redskins are going to get their, their – feet underneath them, and, and uh, RG3 is going to explode in this one. I think that RG3 needs to have a big game. He needs to have one of those RG3-esque games from last year um, so that he can really get the, the confidence of this fan base back. I think RG3 has been a little underwhelming this year, and uh, coming off an ACL injury and, and, the, and what he had to do through this offseason, I think that that's to be expected, but I think that he set this precedence that he's coming back better than ever. And uh, he just really hasn't hasn't brought that to the table yet. So I think that RG3 needs to have a big game. And uh, I think it's definitely possible um, for him to do so, uh, as well as, uh, as the Vikings need to come out. And like I said, find that identity as far as the quarterback goes. Because uh, when they find that, I think that that's when they'll start to really spark as a team. And uh, you'll really start to see a lot more production out of their offense uh, when that happens. So I think that the Redskins definitely are going to get their feet underneath them this week, and I think that they take this one. Okay, so you think Redskins take one? I think Minnesota find a way to get it done at home and will win that game against Washington Redskins. Going against the Sunday games, Seattle's playing an early game, but they're playing on the road in Atlanta. Well, Atlanta really showed what their potential of doing this year and beat Seattle, which is a really tough team this season at home. Who do you think will win this game and why? I think that's going to be tough for Atlanta to do um, simply because the Seattle Seahawks are a, decent, are a good football team, and their defense is stud. But you look at the, uh, you look at the opposition in Atlanta, and uh, they're out Julio Jones, which is one of their best wide receivers. Roddy White hasn't been all there, and you have Harry Douglas coming in um, mm-hmm. to, to sure up that position. And, He's done a, although he's done a great job, he's no Julio Jones and he's no Roddy White. Mm-hmm. I think that they really miss them in Atlanta as well as Steven Jackson. He's, uh, he's been out with injury for this year as well. So you have Jacquez Rogers in the backfield taking up his spot. So I think Atlanta is just a, a team that's been bitten by the injury bug and he just, and they just continue to, uh, to see the consequences of that. But I think that, that uh, the Seahawks are going to definitely pull this one out. Hopefully the Seahawks come out better in the first half than they did against Tampa Bay. Yeah. One of the worst teams in the league going down 21 to them. So yeah. that was uh, looking like an upset alert right there for a minute. Oh, but yeah. I think oh, the Seahawks yeah. will take All it. All right. 
moving to the next game, I think Atlanta will find a way to get it home, get it done at home. They need this victory uh, to get things turned around. Detroit versus Chicago. Chicago come out the Monday night victory. I mean, Monday night football game. Who do you think will win this game, Detroit or, or Chicago? I think Detroit and Megatron can't be messed with. I think Matthew Stafford gets the ball to Megatron against uh, Lance Briggs-less defense in, uh, at Chicago, with the Chicago Bears. I think Detroit definitely gets this one uh, taken care of, and uh, they, they come home with the victory. All right, Philly. They found, it seems like they found a new quarterback every week. Philly uh, is rolling right now, uh, winning over Oakland. They play Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. Who do you think will win this game? I think that Aaron Rodgers is a huge hit to the uh, Green Bay Packers, and I think that Nick Foles finds a way to get to the end zone because he only did it seven times last year. I mean, uh, last last game. Uh, so I think the Eagles upset the Packers. I don't know if it's really an upset without Aaron Rodgers, but uh, I think that uh, the Packers definitely uh, are going to hurt without Rodgers, and Seneca Wallace just isn't going to get it done quite the way that Aaron Rodgers does. So I think the Eagles will take this one. Yeah, I agree with you. The Eagles should win this game against Green Bay Packers. I expect the Packers to run the ball more, but this will be strictly Eagles on the road. Jacksonville versus Tennessee. Who do you think will win this game and why? I, I, who do you pick against? Do you pick against uh, Jacksonville? I mean, do you pick for <laughs> Jacksonville? I, I don't think anybody does this year. Uh, I think Jacksonville is definitely going to continue their streak of uh, not-so-greatness, and I think Tennessee takes this one, uh, gets them a divisional win in the column. Yeah, what does it say about Jacksonville, though? I mean, you got a guy out there, Tim Tebow, he can help sell tickets for you. Uh, it's not working, and you can bring him in. And what's the worst-case scenario? I mean, he loses another game as quarterback for you guys. It's like, come on, let's be for real. Jacksonville, uh, I'm disappointed right now with Jacksonville. Okay, yeah. St. Louis. It- it's bad because Jacksonville, they, they need tickets. They need tickets to be sold. And I think the ownership down there just doesn't know what the concept of owning an NFL team is, and it's to sell tickets and to make your fan base happy. That's what's going to make them happy. Bring Tim Tebow, and you don't have anything else to lose. But, no, yeah. you decide to give a few more London games in there, and that's what's going to make your fan base really happy. Yeah, a lot of their games are blacked out anyway. So, All right, St. Louis versus the Colts. Who do you think will win that game and why? I think the Colts take this one. They're they're on a roll, and uh, like I said, Andrew Luck's got a way of diagnosing defenses. Um, I know that uh, that that pass rush for the Rams is relentless, um, but at the same time, you gotta you gotta give it to Andrew Luck. He's good at getting away from that pressure. He's good at getting out of the pocket and making things happen. I think their loss of Reggie Wayne is is bad, but I think T. Y. Hilton has stepped up and done what he needs to do to become that, that guy, that go-to guy that Andrew Luck can feel comfortable with. So Andrew Luck and the Colts take this when they continue to roll. All right, standing in the AFC South, the Houston Texans visit the Arizona Cardinals. Who do you think win this game and why? I think Case Keenum gets his first victory on the road um, in, in a hostile environment in Arizona. Um, I think it's going to be a, de- a difficult one nonetheless because you have uh, – the Honey Badger, and uh, you also have uh, Patrick Peterson um, playing defense against you. But at the same time, you're you're gonna you're gonna be explosive the way that you were the first half. And I think that if you can come out and play the full game the way you played the first half against Indianapolis, I don't think there's any way the Arizona Cardinals beat you. So I think that Case Keenum gets his first victory, and uh, he can put that aside and continue to try to push forward and make his argument to be the number one quarterback going into the future for the Texans. I think Arizona's going to go to Larry Fitzgerald. be too much for 
the Texans' defense and their secondary. I'm going to go roll the dice and go to Arizona due to the fact that Voice America is based in Phoenix. So I'm going to go with Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> All right, George. Uh, some, more, some more afternoon games. Uh, let's see here. The late game, Dallas versus New Orleans in the, uh, well, it's the Mercedes Superdome now. So in the Mercedes Superdome, who do you think will win this game and why? I think that uh, New Orleans has to bounce back from that upsetting loss to the Jets this past week. I think New Orleans came out a little stale. They uh, they didn't do what New Orleans normally does, which is uh, run run the clock down and, and continue to pass the ball with Drew Brees. And I think that they get back to that this week. Hopefully, Darren Sproles can come back. He had a concussion in this past game. But uh, hopefully he gets back in the lineup and continues to be that little spark plug for them. But I think New Orleans goes ahead and takes this one from uh, from Dallas. Um, playing in New Orleans is always a tough place to play. So uh, those fans aren't going to allow the Dallas Cowboys to just come in there and, and, and run shop on them. So I think that uh, that, that New Orleans definitely takes this one and uh, bounces back from a, an upsetting, devastating loss to the Jets. You going against the Cowboys right now with Tony Romo? Man, you crazy. <laughs> I'm going to go with I'm just joking. I'm going to go with Cowboys. Um, you know, why not? You know, they're finding a way to get it done. They deserve it. they really taking taking advantage of the down year of the Houston Texans. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys against New Orleans Saints just because they're, they're America's team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, George, wrapping up the show real quick. Miami, with all the turmoil, all the uh, negative publicity they've been getting all week, they go – and play their in-state team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who do you think will win this game and why? I honestly, with the turmoil that's going on around Miami right now, this could be upset alert. It could be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking one from uh, Miami getting their first win of the year. So I think that uh, with all the turmoil and the distractions from this week, Tampa Bay, I think I'm just going to give this to the, this one to them. Vincent Jackson's going to go in there and uh, – and uh, Mike James is going to go in there and pound the ball, and they're going to they're going to get it done versus the the Miami Dolphins. I I know I don't like to vote against Ryan Tannehill because he's a good guy. He's uh he's definitely a, a great a, one of the better quarterbacks in this league. But I'm gonna go ahead and go with the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers surprising the uh, Miami Dolphins and, and upsetting them. Okay, well I'm gonna go with Miami. I think Miami is gonna find a way to stay focused despite the situations going on. Uh, offensive lines have some issues. But uh, it might be a defensive win. The defense was good on their last Thursday night game they had last week. So I'm going to go with Cameron Wake and the guys and the defensive unit of Miami Dolphins, and they will pull it out against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road. Let's see here. How much time we have left? Uh, bye weeks for the some teams. Cleveland have a bye week. Kansas City, much deserved bye week, being undefeated. New England and the Jets. Um any thoughts, anything you want to share real quick, George, before we wrap up the show? I think the most interesting thing coming up is that Kansas City's on a bye week right now, and you look at them coming out of their bye week, they're going to be playing the Denver Broncos. Uh, the, both of those teams are in the same division, obviously, and uh, they're going to they're going to, they're going going to to battling each other, and I think that that's something to look at for the future uh, for you people out there that are trying to look for a football game that you really want to get into. That's going to be one that, that you're looking forward to, not this week, but next week. Um, you got to look at the the Kansas City Chiefs who are undefeated and the Broncos who have only one loss, um, and and I think that, that the Broncos may hand the Kansas City Chiefs their first loss coming off of that bye week. Um, 
if you look at the two teams, the the teams when they played uh, the same the same opponents, they played five of the same opponents, and uh, the margin of victory, um, the Broncos had the edge. They're actually beating those teams by more points. So I think that you're going to see a flawed um, Kansas City defense that's going to be uh, exposed against the Denver Broncos, and I think that that's going to be a great game coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I don't know if, if any, many of you realize, but basketball season started back up. And uh, we live here in Houston, so we're really excited about the Rockets around here. Um, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on them, but Dwight Howard's really done a number for this team. Well, you, you said enough right there. Dwight Howard is the key for the Houston Rockets so far this season. So I uh, can't wait to see them play tomorrow, covering that game against the L.A. Lakers. And it looks like it's time for us to wrap up the show. So, George, like always, I thank you for coming on to the show tonight. And, uh uh, if we're able to come on next week, uh, due to time, I'd love to have you back next week. Definitely, man. I'll be here anytime. So glad to be on here. Glad to be back with the Voice of America family and uh, looking forward to it. All right. Well, I also want to thank uh, all the listeners out there for checking us out each and every week and taking time out to log in here the show Outside the Huddle. Until we meet again next week, have a blessed week. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.